0: If you're an Android user and you are looking for a new app to listen to your podcasts, head on over to the Google Play Store and check out the Podcast Republic app. You don't have to take my word for it because there are thousands of positive reviews on there. There are all sorts of great features. I like the fact that if you favorite your favorite shows, they download right away so you never have to think about it. If you're still remembering what days this show comes out and looking for it manually, I do not understand your logic. But if it works for you, or if you're like me and you? you've
1: asked your Google Home, "What day of the week is it?" Because in yeah. social distancing, <laughs> who knows what day of the week it is?
0: Yeah, no, I. With
1: uh, all the Facebook Lives yeah, going I'm... on, I have to be like, "Wait a minute, it's on Saturday." Eric Jaffe's does his does their drag brunch. What day of the <laughs> week is it?
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 it's gotten to the point where I need my phone every morning when I wake up to be like, good morning. It is 8.30 a.m. on Friday, March 27th. <laughs> you need hell. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. And when it's like, we are going to incinerate you, I'm like, probably for the best, honestly, at this point. Check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Don't forget, folks, Listener Request Month ends at the end of April. Uh, if you're listening to it when this episode comes out, you got about a week and a half left. So that's 856-DISSECT. And if you're international, leave a voicemail at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. Do a voice memo and email it to us. And then please just put in the subject, Listener Request Month. Can't wait to see what you all have picked. And we'll let you know sometime in uh, May when we will do the drawing for that.
1: Hopefully it will go better than last drawing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was a bit of a a bit of a bad live stream. Apparently, you can't add people to Facebook ones anymore, so we're gonna have to come up with a new place to do it. But that's fine.
1: Yeah, I know Instagram lets you add, but for some reason, Facebook took that feature away. Yeah, so
0: whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll announce that in May so you all
1: can join us. Oh, you know it. that they're yeah. adding that feature back in with all these lives go- like a hundred percent. Facebook yeah. Live is gonna be this crazy new system by the time we do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's for sure. But we'll let you know and uh, keep an eye out for that. But it's eight five six dissect uh if you need to re- roll that back and listen to it again go ahead and do that i guess i should say the actual numbers that's 856 3477 if you need to hear that again just rewind it it's a podcast
1: stop listening at 1.25 speed <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly this is your penalty for that Welcome to dissecting the eighties. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, leno and with me, as always, is a man who knows that if the joint doesn't look right, you shouldn't
1: smoke it. The macho man Andrew Leno, and yeah, there was a lot of pre. As someone who did a lot of uh, on-stage pot smoking and like first-time on-stage pot smoking, this was very uh, indicative. Uh,
0: yeah, this is a very reefer madnessy movie. It um, is. In honor of the day today, which is 420, we watched The Class of Newcomb High, so you know what that means.
1: (coughs) What if we dip Cool Ranch Doritos (coughs) in French onion dip? (laughs) When the Mega Powers Explode...
0: I'm talking about the 80 80, Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop.
1: Oh, 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 yeah.
0: Mega powers, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I'm gonna start off with a question.
1: Are you a trauma guy? So, um, I love what they do as a concept. Yes. Like they make movies, like they put their heart and soul into them and $3 and, <laughs> yes. but there's so much like effort and heart into it that I respect it so much because I feel like a lot of, even the stuff we've watched on here that has bigger budgets, like I'm like, you don't want to be here. Like, like I don't right. get it, but everyone in this movie gives a shit, like gives so much shit. Yes, And that's what I really appreciate because I'm like, as a performer and like someone who does artsy stuff, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like you all want to be here. You all care. Everyone's giving effort. You all want this to turn out well. So I I respond really well to that. The movies themselves, they're, you know, whatever. I can take or leave them. But like the idea behind them, I absolutely love.
0: You always get this sort of, well, we're all friends and we're getting together to put on a show in like almost, and I know I make, we make these comparisons way too much, but like almost Muppet-esque. It um, is very muppet know, Like bunch, this, you're this watching, is, the, these you're... are the
1: movies the Muppets make in their movies. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they're very, like this movie, I would say it's charming, which is bonkers for a movie about...
1: Oh, this movie charmed the pants off me.
0: Yeah. But I, it's not good you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: that's what, it, that's what I said. <laughs> it's a bit
0: of a rough watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other one, I so I've seen a couple. I've seen Toxic Avenger, and I remember watching Toxic Avenger. I was still living at home at the time. and
1: TV edit or TVD? It.
0: it was probably on a, like a on-demand situation or, or something along those lines. But I remember having the same reaction that Kevin Smith talks about when he saw Slacker by Richard Linklater, where he was like, oh that counts like that counts as a movie and mm-hmm. i remember it feeling as as someone who you know has had had ideas of you know oh maybe i want to make movies uh it being like oh that that counts well like i i could do that like that's not that like they did that i could do it too
1: yeah
0: uh and in and like in a sort of inspirational way like not dunking on them but the I it's interesting because i feel like the other, the only sort of parallel to Troma would be early Roger Corman, but those were studio budgets or, or not studio budgets, but like uh, p- bigger budgets. They were funded by a larger group of people. And so you ended up with a lot more big time talent people who worked for cheap or free and then like moved on to better things. Although Troma, a lot of the same things. James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, his first thing he worked on was a Troma. He wrote Tromeo and Julia. Yeah. Oh. Um, which is why I think he has the sense of humor that he does. Uh, Lloyd Lloyd Kaufman the director of this movie and the head of Troma is actually in all of Jane, or at least both of his Guardians movies. I'm not sure if he's in all of his movies, but he's in a good chunk of fun them.
1: fact. Uh so a lot of cable networks have put a shitload of free content up now because they won't be able to stay yeah, inside yeah. in addition to like theater movies for uh, rent. Uh, so I've been looking through all the free movies, and I went through free horror, and for some reason, Guardians of the Galaxy is in there. <laughs> like in a weird, is accidental it, Babadook. Is it
0: actually? Is it actually yes. the Marvel yes, movie? Yes, it's the, poster, like it's like the Marvel okay.
1: poster. But I think it's a that weird Babadook strange. situation where like it's not supposed to be there, but it's made me laugh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, But yeah, Lloyd Kaufman has a a cameo in at least the first Guardians he's in the prison, one of the prison sequences. I mean, that seems like an
1: easy spot for Cameo City.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like an old man cheering at the railing. So next time you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a shot that seems kind of like it's where they first get into the prison and, and the one who gets beat up when they first get there. Is it Chris Pratt?
1: I think it's Chris Pratt.
0: Okay, and they show this like this shot of a bunch of people on a railing cheering. The little old guy in the middle is Lloyd Kaufman. Um, I read his book, and it was like very fun. and And he talks a lot about is it a biography? Like, t- tips and it's sort of a manual for making low budget movies, mixed with biography. I'm into that,
1: I'm very into that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I... so one of the things he talks about a lot is that how mu- like <laughs> like how much of their budget went to Alka-Seltzer tablets as a joke, but. They do that so much in this movie. They even do it it.
1: as as (laughs) Alka-Seltzer in the movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So we are going to make fun of this movie. I think this movie is super duper charming. I don't think it's good, but it does have a quality to it that I I like. But I I would say uh, the long way around to get to the point of I don't think I'm a trauma guy. I don't. I've seen a few other ones. And the, the older trauma is way more charming than the newer trauma to me. Like once CGI got in there and stuff, it, it became a lot less uh You know what I
1: think it is? Charming. And I fun. think it's because I did community theater growing up.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: It's a lot of people who care, but re- like you have $5, a, yes. a communal lipstick, and a box of combs. Like make uh-huh. it work. Um, and yeah. I think that's probably and- why I'm so charmed by Trump. I'm like, that's what this feels like. This feels like. Yeah. The fucking summer, the teen summer shows I used to do.
0: Right, right. It's just we're, we're going to put on a show with what we got, and that's that's what we're doing. I also
1: did so, Zombie Prom as one of those shows, so that's sort of a connection.
0: Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, So this is the Class of Newcomb High, 1985?
1: Six, I think. Six? I think it's six. Okay.
0: Uh, we start at a nuclear test
1: site. Well, there's a weird uh, pre-credits. Did you notice that?
0: Um. I don't know what you're talking about. So there was
1: like a shot of a skyline. Oh, we
0: should say before we get too far. This is totally free on YouTube. Uh, we'll we'll post that. We we'll, we'll have posted that in advance. But in case you missed it, this is free on
1: YouTube. Yeah, you and watch it. And it is less than 90 minutes and about 17. It's
0: 80 minutes.
1: Seven it's, seven it's, to it's, 10 minutes of that is padding.
0: Yes, it is a tight 80. Beautiful. Could be
1: a tight 70. It's beautiful. But yeah, so there's this weird shot of a skyline in silhouette, and it says like "So and So Director presents a trauma production," and I was like, "Oh, the credits." And then that fades away, and then we get a different skyline where it says "So and So Productions presents a Tromaville production," and I was like, "There was a, a pre-credit to the credits?
0: That's weird. I didn't notice that." Yeah, at all. it's
1: like there's a a few second skyline, and then there's this like the like establishing montage of stuff.
0: Interesting. Uh, we go to a nuclear test site where there's an active spill going on, and the gentleman in charge of the nuclear power plant is ad, uh, administering a cover-up.
1: Yes. He's very much like, this is the Wayne Knight role.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this guy is a trauma regular. I think his name is Paul May. Uh, he passed away in the early 90s, but he... Uh, he was in a bunch of their stuff. He's definitely in the Toxic Avenger. He may be in some other
1: ones. Yeah, too. I've never actually fully seen Toxic Avenger because the like the child murder scene. Just I know I know it's going to yeah. be there, and I know it's going to be a rough yeah. watch.
0: Right, right.
1: I've seen clips, but never the whole thing.
0: It, honestly, like you've seen this, you've seen them all, basically. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of the bits in here are are similar to bits in Toxic Avenger. Um, the the nuclear fallout, nuclear waste stuff was a big trauma thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So well, feels easy to is... like create. Like sure. you know, just get a barrel, fill it with water, and then put a pump yep. under it so it bubbles, and boom.
0: At green food coloring, and you're set. You don't even need to put a pump; just drop a block of dry ice in there.
1: Well, that that costs money.
0: Well, probably more than rigging up a pump, or probably a tube, up a I don't
1: pump. Know, I, I'm thinking like a tube with a bike pump, and someone off screens like,
0: <laughs> yeah maybe um this nerdlinger is at the water fountain and he's drinking this very green water mm-hmm. <laughs> that's obviously bad uh and we go to the classroom where there's this overwhelmed old lady teacher and we meet the rest of our cast uh john mulaney thank Vermont. god
1: because that was my note <laughs> the whole time i was like I wrote john, did, I, did, they, yes. did they cut in a john mulaney snl sketch that i don't remember yeah yeah,
0: it is so he is so John Mullaney-ish, it's ridiculous.
1: Now um, I just want John Mullaney to do that as a costume and for Petunia <laughs> to be the monster. <laughs> um
0: yeah, no, I would be in for that. Petunia is John Mullaney's dog, by the way. Um, she has a fun jack Sweet. <laughs> we also have this group of people that are called the cretans they're a gang but they all like, they're wearing leather and face paint some of them are wearing bondage so there's gear. like
1: it's all makeup tattoos and body modifications and they're so queer i love yes. it because there's one <laughs> gang member who isn't dressed like any of the others they wear uh, like a, a lavender sweater vest over a darker purple button down with what looks like like tissue bunched up tissue boobs and yeah. lipstick and sunglasses, and they just hang out with the gang. Like they're just part of the gang. And everyone else, is everyone
0: else is in leather spikes, and like sort of studs. biker to S and M ballpark. Yeah.
1: And then there's this uh, this person who looks like they go to the country club.
0: Yeah, except they are part of this gang.
1: Either trans
0: yeah but they're
1: also but i'm saying they're like they're like part of the the non-binary androgyny spectrum yeah yeah
0: yeah, i'm not trying to i'm not trying to necessarily label this person but they 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 stick out amongst this group by both their clothes and the fact that the gang doesn't seem bothered by the fact that this person is not identifying by a straight label despite the fact that the gang throws the f-word around willy-nilly oh yeah they throw that word
1: gets tossed around which makes me think they are gay because groups of gays do that and that's okay among them.
0: Yeah, she uses it as a slur. She does well. Yes, obviously. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But um, anyway, so this this the one that has like a ring through his nose, and he's wearing a mouthpiece, a mouthguard all the time. I felt so bad for strange. that poor
1: actor because I, I know. could not imagine having to because it's a double mouthguard. It's like an up upper lower yes. mouthguard because when he spits it out, it like catches on the rings in uh-huh. his nose, and I was just like. I would hate that so much.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. I hated wearing one when I played football and it was actually necessary. But that
1: also feels like in a trauma production, I don't think that would that was that might have been his choice.
0: Yeah, it could have very <laughs> Like well
1: I wouldn't been. be shocked if, if they were like he was like he just, this is, I thought it'd be funny.
0: He brought his own mouth guard from home, probably. Yeah,
1: it was his night guard. He slept in it. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So the nerdlinger who drank the green water, he starts having a freak out and then he does a classic trauma Alka Seltzer but with green food coloring in your mouth. So he's foaming at the mouth and he's having this whole freak out. He jumps out the window. And then when well, he, he lands, becomes, for, he like, Oh, he that's attacks right. He does start throwing And punches. I thought,
1: Oh, zombie movie. Yeah. Then, no, yeah. they're just, he's just like a little more aggressive.
0: Yes. But that leads to him jumping out the window. Uh, no dummy, which I was a little disappointed by, but when he lands, he starts melting and it's a very cool effect. It's very shot. evil dead. Oh, for sure. Um, the, so the the special effects person was created with credited with uh, a f- creature effects or something to that ilk, he went on to do King Kong design in the two thousand five Peter Jackson really. One. He works for works for Weta, and then the person who was credited as the pyro person uh, was a special effects person who still works today. Works on like stuff like the John Wick movies, all sorts of hmm. stuff you've heard of. So I want to get into that's those why movies. the effects are very good. They're very entertaining. This is a literally perfect time in your life to watch the John Wick because
1: movies. he like it's it's all because they kill his dog, right? And so he goes nuts. Like that's yes. why he goes back yeah. in the game. He's he's
0: he's he he gets out of the Hitman game in the first movie, and then the subsequent movies is just trying to get back out of the Hitman game. But things get progressively more and more ridiculous. I'd say the first one is the best. The third one is second best. The second one I didn't like as much. But you could knock that trilogy out in a day with some with some cocktails and have yourself a good old time. That's Finn. Okay. He he creatively murders a lot of people. Into it. It's it's gun foo. <laughs> okay. So it's it's fighting that includes kicking and punching and also interesting ways to shoot people. Hmm. Interesting. There's things where he's like slamming guns down. Onto clips on tables and then doing like a flip oh, I love that. shooting it does, and... It's
1: so not real, but I love when or like yeah. in Kick Ass when Hit Girl throws the clip in the air and then slams her gun it midair. It in the oh gun. my god, yeah. that's so great! Yeah.
0: John Wick uh, kills one guy with a pencil at one point, which is delightful. Yes, here for it. So yeah, I would. I those. That's a solid quarantine recommendation.
1: Uh, so yeah, the um, nerd anyway, we... jumps out the window and melts into a pile of you know cream corn
0: and then we get to the uh we get this shot of the owner of the nuclear plant who's like defending the plant and that it can't be them he's like we've heard actually that this young man had two microwaves in his home so no, we think No, not two microwaves.
1: Two microwave ovens. Oh, which right. Which right. is two microwave the ovens. quickest way to make your th- whatever you're doing sound like the 80s. Yes, for a sure. microwave oven. Um and so so yeah, he jumps out the window there's all this press and then there's kind of like a montage and we see spray someone spray painted the high school to say nukem high and i was like oh yeah. okay time has passed and they're like no it was yesterday that this happened and i was like <laughs> yeah. this was fast yeah
0: yeah i think it was the Cretans. uh they also play this song which is kind of okay surprisingly yeah
1: i was gonna say it's i love that we get to hear you know title theme songs in in our in our line yeah. of work it's really lovely yeah, for
0: sure yeah, it's not something you get much anymore, but I do like that. Did we already
1: have a conversation about the last time they did like a theme song for a movie?
0: Uh, I feel like we did because isn't that why we talked about James Bond themes for a while?
1: It w- maybe because I know we also talked about like Wild Wild West. Yes, yeah. I feel like Will Smith was the end of theme the nadier, song. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but it's not a bad one. One of the Cretans. No, this one is, is is pretty good. One of the Cretans has a legit cow femur. He's got a huge
1: caveman bone. He's the one who acts like a caveman and an animal sometimes. Yes. And we find out that the gang, um, the Cretans, used to be the Honor Society.
0: Right, which is something I feel like I would have liked to see in the movie. Like, give me a flashback,
1: because they're selling drugs and they're a gang. And we find out that they're selling drugs, like pot that's raised, pot that's grown on... Grown. grown. I was like, that's not the word. (laughs) Should we just spend the rest? Should we? Should this be the podcast where all we talk we talk about drugs as though we are moms and police officers like doing a pot? <laughs> I mean,
0: it would be a pretty close to accurate real life representation of both of us. So. I, just remember,
1: I still laugh about the time I said doing pot because we were talking about doing cocaine, and then I accidentally said doing <laughs> pot. That sounded the lamest I've ever sounded. Because um, we find out that the Cretans are selling pot that's grown in the nuclear power plant, like on the campus of the power plant so it's radioactive pot and i was like so did that make the Crete like what i want to know because yes. drinking yes. the water made the nerd jump out the window so like how did the Cretans get to this like what what has to happen to get you to this level
0: john mulaney smokes the the weed and then he has super strength
1: once yeah one time
0: <laughs> okay well still. You get one. <laughs> if you smoked it repeatedly, you'd have lots of super strength. Yeah, memory.
1: that's what I think. I think that's the only downside to this movie, in my opinion, is that like a little more backstory and explanation would have gone a really long way to like really solidifying this movie.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: So they beat up a nerd, the Cretans, and because they want him to and th-
0: to make him buy weed, which is so well, no silly. pay for. It.
1: He already bought it. This oh, is the that's first true. time they okay. already he okay. bought that, it. I get okay. And so they want the, his money. And so they like, it's like weird, like sexy beat ups. It's weird.
0: Yes, yes. And the sound effects are really. Silly it's like Indiana too. Jones level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big loud like punches. <laughs> but after this, they go to buy the weed, like we said. And then one of the first of all, these are the fakest looking weed plants it's, I've ever seen. They it's so plastic yeah, but then one of them just starts like gnawing on a leaf as if he's a rabbit, and I was like, I don't know a lot about this. I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure not that you works. have to dry it first, <laughs> yeah. and then you have to do other things to be able to
1: eat. It it. looks it looks like you went to like party city and got like, you know, I'm trying to think what would the what would the costume name for a, a hippie? would it be a hippie?
0: Yeah. It would either it would, hippie is probably fine, so it would be like, You'd or it'd be Rasta man, and it'd be a white guy on the package in a weed shirt, like a like a bad Hawaiian shirt with weed leaves all over it, a Rasta cap with fake dreadlocks, and then this plastic weed plant that he would hold. Or right? like a like,
1: lay is. I'm thinking like uh, you buy like whatever costume has like a oh, lay yeah, of plastic yeah, yeah. weed weed leaves. Yeah, because it's <laughs> a, a lay of plastic weeds. Yeah, <laughs> a lay of plastic weeds. Uh, because it's just so it looks like a fake house plant that a mom would have in the '90s
0: yeah it does and it, it, the kind of thing where you'd like come home and see it on the table and be like does she know what that is <laughs> probably not right
1: I, i'm not gonna tell her well what's the tree that has similar shapes is it the oak tree or oak leaves the ones that are because there's leaf there's there's trees in in the philly area that like have like skinnier versions of the pot leaf but they look almost pot leaf if you just glance at them quickly
0: Huh? I don't know. I don't know the, the the species of tree you're talking about. I do vaguely know what you're talking. I've like I've seen that, but I don't know yeah. the, the species. Obviously.
1: Uh, there's also this stupid moment where there's for some reason a bunch of cakes on tables outside.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a bake. Is sale. Is it a
1: bake sale? I didn't see a sign. Yeah. Okay. A sign I missed the sign.
0: But instead, like normally when you go to a bake sale, the things are in like one person packaging of some type. Like even if it's just a piece of cake on a Uh, You know a little paper plate with cling film over top or whatever but it's it's a whole ass cake like it's a wedding
1: so it's no it's it's a bunch of like normal looking cakes pies whatever they could like make or find at the grocery store and then there's a six tier wedding cake essentially yeah and I was like well gee. With and it looks like it's covered in whip in shaving cream, not whipped cream. Uh huh. And I was like
0: I don't think I don't think it's actually a cake. I do like my guess sponges. is that it's kitchen sponges covered with shaving cream.
1: Yeah. Cause I was like, gee, I wonder what's the most important thing on this table and something's gonna happen <laughs> yeah, to it. Right. And they drive yeah. a motorcycle through it and it just all goes in the air and it's great. Uh the it is a really the fun men scene. at the at the power plant are eating their lunch out of uranium holding boxes. It's such a delight.
0: And the one guy's like, what do you got today? And he's like, oh, man, chicken again. And it's just a whole chicken leg on the bone between two slices of bread.
1: (laughs) Two slices of bread. I love it so much.
0: It's like the leg and thigh when I say whole leg. It's like the whole joint. And the other guy is like, oh, man, bologna and cheese. And the top layer of bread is like the size of a chicken nugget. And the bottom is a whole sub roll. I don't quite know what happened there.
1: It's so great. This movie is charming.
0: Yeah, no, it's very it's stupid as hell, but it has it has its moments. Particularly I think the end actually kinda rules. Oh, yeah. That we'll get there. I don't want to jump to it. But the, the beginning part I'm a little bit like, eh. uh, uh so, so, they, so these these dorks invite girls to a party. They sit down at their lunch table and, and they it's the very classic you can't sit here kind of thing, but they invite them to a party with special weed and bikinis.
1: Yeah, it's a college party. And he goes, Well, come over at eight for the party and I was like, What college party starts at eight o'clock?
0: I feel like 8 o'clock wasn't that unusual for me.
1: Our theater parties were always like nine ten.
0: Yeah, maybe 9 feels more right. Although
1: we, I guess a lot of times we also had to finish our show. I guess it was the way the show had to finish and then we did <laughs> the party.
0: I feel like we would start pre-gaming in the 7.30 to 8 o'clock ballpark and then roll out at
1: 9. Okay, that's fair.
0: We would play Tiger Woods golf and drink. Wait, <laughs> and like then we the, would
1: out. the ball? The stand-up? No, 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 no. On the x Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had to finish our great
0: game for drinking because you only have to be active for like a minute and a half at a time and then you're just talking. It's a really great social Good to game. know. Yeah.
1: yeah. We always had it we, the show had to finish and then we could do our party.
0: I was just going to I was going to bring that up. I was like if you were in production that seems like you guys would be started drinking at 10:30 or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, 10 10, 9, 9 to depending cuz usually the not everyone like we couldn't we weren't all on the same show so like people who weren't in the show and weren't at the show could start the party right right and then everyone has to get changed into their theme costume
0: sure sure a sexy eighteen and old age makers.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: um so the Cretans forced this guy to buy nuclear weed and and it's very funny because they're like grabbing this guy by the lapels and forcing him to buy this drugs for them, even though he like wanted to buy drugs in the first place but then they're like oh you gotta buy the nuclear weed it costs this much and the guy's like that seems like a lot for weed
1: it's ten dollars for one joint
0: and then it's like they're robbing him, but also giving him something to take away. Yeah,
1: it's it's kind. So they go to this college party, which is an indoor beach party, which yes. I thought would mean sand.
0: No, they can't afford that.
1: <laughs> well, so there was a bar in Westchester that did personal happy hours where like you could sign submit your name and they picked out of a hat and like four people got happy hours and um, – the like host of the you're if you were the host you got free drinks for the night and everyone who came in had to say someone like said someone's name and if you were the person who yeah. brought the most people you got a bottle of champagne at the end of the night basically it was just a trick to get people to show up
0: yes exactly i was like this is the oldest scam in the bar book there's a place in baltimore that used to do the same yeah. thing and i would always have people win and be like i won this thing i was like you didn't win anything that's not a prize i just am going to a shitty bar
1: well, I did it once, and I I was the because I, I was the the happy hour host, and it was beach party night, and so the dance floor was like a step down. So there's the bar, and you step down into the dance floor area, and they filled it with play sand for the night.
0: Wow, that's such a pain in the ass to clean up. They did it. It was great though. That's wild. Um, there's random nudity. This woman is just standing there, and all of a sudden, her shirt gets ripped mm-hmm. off because, of course, it does. Uh, but we do get Melanie in a Speedo, so at least kind yeah, of Yeah, it could have been a lo- It was a
1: weird. It was one of those tall Speedos that like. Yeah, it was wrestling trunks. I yeah, because I was like, there's too many dudes in shirts because almost all the women are in bikinis. And then a bunch of du- I'm like, take your fucking top off, bro. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> at least be unbuttoned.
1: Yeah. But then so on stage.
0: Like, I'm not taking my shirt off at this party, but I'm unbuttoned a lot.
1: Yeah, Exactly. So there's a band, there's a long, long sequence of the band playing because I guess they're trying to yes. pad it as close to 90 minutes as they could get it.
0: That, my hunch is a twofold. It's that and then also the second part being they got the band to be in the movie in exchange for featuring them a lot.
1: Oh, okay. And maybe the band provides so something. So it's like,
0: yeah, cause the band, like, we'll use your song, and you, but you have to be in the movie and play it kind of thing. Because they look on a green screen. Oh, you think? I, I got the impression that they were kind of superimposed in.
1: Well, so, but they're, as they're playing, there's another dude Speedo in the background. And then there's a girl on stage with them. And I think it's the highest cut bathing suit we've ever featured on the show.
0: It's bonkers.
1: So it's the, the arm, the, the the sleeve hole, the armhole, And then an inch below that seam is the seam of the bottom of her bathing suit.
0: Yeah, it's.
1: Cuckoo so bananas. like imagine a normal a normal one piece bathing suit and where the where the top part ends, one inch below that, and then that's where the, the line to the to the crotch is. That's how high cut yeah, this it's was. That's
0: crazy. Uh so we start smoking the joint, and this is straight out of Reefer Madness because like the original
1: forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, like
0: what is it? Yeah, I know, but I was trying to think of like what you call that a propaganda, propaganda film. Movie. Um they like they they hold the joint and they start to take a puff and then it's a super tight close up on their face as the thing is glowing and they're doing like bug eyed like
1: whoa see face. me when I did Reaver Madness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: well it's also it's interesting because right before this the whole point of them buying the drugs for John Mulaney and his girlfriend was to get them to have sex. And then as John Mulaney's with the boys and his girlfriend's with the other girls, they're both making up excuses for not having sex with each other. And it's, this, it's cute because it's like a back and forth of the same excuse. He's like, she's shy. I don't want to pressure her. And then she's like, he's shy. I don't want to put pressure on him. And I was like, wait, this is, yeah. cu- give me more of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
1: they smoke the uh, atomic pot and uh, go crazy.
0: Yeah, eventually Mulaney's like, this is terrible, and he throws it and it gets stepped on, and the guy, like, the dork guy freaks out that his joint is ruined. Uh, Cut to, Mulaney and Chrissy are going looking for the Fellini room, which is wild. They keep talking about uh, Federico Fellini.
1: I think they were going to a Fellini movie. Like, I think there was, like, a Fellini Mm. movie playing that they went to this party instead.
0: I see. But they don't go to that. They just leave.
1: Yeah, so she goes up to look for the coats first, and then as though she's on ecstasy, just starts rubbing all over herself on the bed. And then John Mulaney yes. <laughs> comes up and he's like, those guys are idiots and turns around to see her and straight up like Tex Avery zoot suit wolf. Arrga.
0: Yeah. She's like writhing around on the bed. Like I need you to touch me. I want another joint. And he's like, there's another joint. And she's like, no, I mean this and grabs his crotch.
1: So they go to bone town.
0: Uh, weirdly, like kind of, nice it's not it's not what i expected out of this
1: movie yeah it's not salacious it's like tender yeah so they bone they go home well the dorks friends walk in and watch
0: for a while also oh yeah forgot about
1: that um they go home hot warren because john malady's name is warren i don't know if we said that um
0: no i don't think so
1: uh blonde blonde Mullaney starts transforming in the face and then gets the
0: into into his famous character, George St. Giegland. Wait, really? He basically, yeah. You've never seen Oh, hello. Mm-mm. Oh, it started on Kroll show and then eventually was on Broadway. I knew
1: it was on Broadway was... and some, it's been on my Netflix list forever. I just haven't. He, he looks like
0: Mulaney in the old age makeup to play George St. Okay.
1: And the yeah. biggest boner ever.
0: Yes. And he's like first excited by it, then afraid of it. And then back to excited mm-hmm. by
1: it. And then Chrissy gets nine months pregnant and sprouts a tentacle out of her belly button. And I was like, whoa, this movie wastes no time. And then it's just a dream
0: sequence. I thought it it was going to be a spider thing. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to warn Andrew about this.
1: Yeah, because it's like a weird spindly, spinny little tentacle moment. I was like, this is going to be a thing thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, So we cut to the next day and they're both feeling terrible. And the Cretans... Uh, come by and steal Mulaney's food, and then one of them sexually assaults the German teacher, who's into Very it. And into she it. cuts to her in the bathroom, turning herself into a. Wait, patient. that was her? I'm ninety nine percent sure. I couldn't her.
1: figure out who that was supposed to be, but okay.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the German
1: teacher. Because then she spends the rest of the movie in her underwear with uh, broken glass makeup. Yes. Um. So Warren goes home sick, blonde Mulaney, and. All the electronics turn on when he walks by them.
0: Yeah.
1: And I wasn't sure what that was about. That's a weird It's just
0: it's just he, he has a nebulous set of nuclear powers, basically.
1: Yeah, so all the he like collapses and all the lights go crazy and then um we cut to the Cretans Giving away the secrets of the trade for Trauma Productions. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, the guy grabs an Alka-Seltzer and he pops it and he starts foaming at the mouth. And they use that as an excuse to get this old lady's purse. They're like, oh, he needs to bite down on something. Give me your purse. Give me your purse. And then of course they run away. But I, I thought it was genuinely hilarious that uh, a moment later, Mulaney comes walking up to them and he's all hulked out and foaming at the mouth. And they're like,
1: we just did the Alka-Seltzer trick.
0: What is this? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, they also beat the crap out of this old lady.
0: Oh, they really do. It's like a minute of these like Indiana Jones
1: punch sounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Blommelini is a monster now. Uh, his there's a a bit that they don't do a couple times where like as someone foams at the mouth, their ears shoot out liquid. Yeah. I'm very curious how they did that.
0: Yeah, I couldn't figure it out because it looked too, it looked real and not like a dummy head. Yeah,
1: and it didn't look and it didn't look like it was like behind the ear. It's coming from inside the ear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was very curious how they managed to pull that off.
1: Um, so he kills some Cretans, stuffs his fist down the one guy's throat.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really gnarly that you watch
1: this happen. Um and then he goes back to normal and never hulks out again.
0: Nope. Never happens again. Even when it would be very helpful at the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, like that's what I was that's what was very confusing about this movie. I was like, well, wait a minute.
0: I wonder if it was supposed to be that the nuclear joint gives you powers and they were fading
1: maybe but yeah yeah, i feel like this movie had a lot of ideas and then tried to do all of them
0: yes that is that is trauma in a nutshell it's like the script gets written by a group of people who all throw their ideas in and all the good ideas go whether they should fit in here or not it's like yep we want that one that one that one that one that one that one and that one
1: yeah and then chrissy is sick and her stomach starts bubbling and puffing, and then she vomits yes. up a little creature into the toilet and goes to the hospital.
0: Yeah, and right before that, we get a, a roundup meeting with the Cretans, where the main guy Spike uh, is basically saying that he didn't see who attacked him. But we get this one Cretan I hadn't noticed before that his facial hair is just weird, Whiskers. random, single tufts that, like, ones on the tip of his nose. They're just like adding random places on his it's face. It's very
1: because he shows up later, and I wrote him down as being an interesting one to look at yeah yeah Um, we're in the
0: hospital with chrissy now
1: yeah so chrissy's in the hospital and they say she miscarried and that makes her mom scream and some guy gets a face full of pee
0: (laughs) this is the second episode in a row where someone got a vial of pee directly to the
1: face welcome to the pee cast
0: (laughs) nope sorry (laughs) nope not even gonna make the joke that is not what this podcast is you need to go elsewhere to get that content please and thank you
1: um so then, like, it's just funny because the hospital disappears out. Of, the whole hospital takes an Uber out of the movie. Uh-huh, the whole plot uh-huh. point of Chrissy going to the hospital is just gone yep. because that's it. Well, at first, because Warren is there and the mom who was
0: mad at him. Yes, exactly. Like, I assumed that was going to be part of this. Yeah, Warren
1: sees visits her in the hospital, and then when he leaves, the mom is like, "You pig! You! you what did you do to my daughter?" And then I was like, "Oh, there's going to be drama here. Like, it's going to be a plot point." No, not yeah. at all.
0: Yep, not even
1: a little bit. Um. So
0: uh, hey, I, I brought I brought this I brought this uh, a truck. It's got like a whole um a flatbed back there. If you just want to get that hospital right up <laughs> on here, I'll haul y'all wherever you need to go.
1: <laughs> Don't. I see you put quiet ride. Did you want me to not put on music?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if I did just like for irony's sake? What if I did I Don't Want to Die in the Hospital by uh, that, that Connor Ober side project I can't quite remember the name of, but it'll come to me eventually.
1: Um, Maybe
0: you're more of a Tom Waits guy. I feel like he writes about being sick on a regular basis.
1: Uh, so the creature uh, gets flushed down the toilet by another student and wiggles its way through the pipes.
0: To the random room full of nuclear barrels first they go to the the cafeteria
1: because there's oh right they they got these two lunch ladies to like stare blankly at the camera and then at each other and then at the camera (laughs) yeah and then couple that with a shot a reverse shot so they they were clearly just throwing dishes into this soapy water and then just ran it in reverse because the splashes are clearly splashes from landing in the water yeah 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 and then it goes into this room full of toxic waste. And I thought it was at the plant. Like, I thought it had Me gone too. through the, the pipes to the plant or whatever. Right. Like a Goonies moment. Because um, it splashes into this giant tub barrel of nuclear waste. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, and then we cut to Chekhov's laser.
0: Yeah, it's the first ever on the show that we had. it, And it's also hilariously sized. It's like a classroom tool. So it's four feet long. And it's comically large it looks
1: like a uh like if you because i at first i thought it was a black light like when you buy those long black lights oh yeah, yeah it's the yeah, length yeah. of one of those things
0: it looks like a bazooka yes honestly uh it's also a really delightful 80s laser effect which i enjoyed very much yeah
1: it is someone got credited specifically for the laser effects in the beginning i don't remember their name
0: he's a, he's actually a person who still works in that field as an artist in new york really that's awesome I think he does sort of installation-y type stuff. Uh,
1: okay. Um, so then we see the Cretans trying to make that nerd from before uh, buy a more pot, with this weird bathroom ruse.
0: Yeah, they have the woman go in and pretend to pee, but then we hear the actual sounds of pee. So I was kind of confused Very as to confused. what was happening exactly. But then it leads to them beating him up to make him buy weed. And again, just rob him. I don't understand what the point of this is. It's not like... It's not like they said, oh, our drug is super addictive, so if we get people to use it, then they will not be able to stop buying it, which would explain this. But instead, they're just robbing him and then giving him something afterwards.
1: Well, I mean, it is the 80s, so they probably thought, like, the general populace probably believed weed that's was, true. like, the most addictive thing in the world.
0: That's that's true. That's true. That's a good point.
1: Um, so then Warren runs in and fights, and at first I was like, oh, he's going he's gonna to monster out and, like, win, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then that doesn't happen.
0: And then he gets swirled, and I thought, "Oh, the monster's gonna like leap into his mouth and take over his body." And that also didn't happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, instead, the principal shows up. I think it is, or I believe he's a oh, teacher. Just a teacher. Because the
0: principal is the guy who they go talk to in his office, right, right, right.
1: Um, so he brings him to their to the principal's office, and they keep talking about permanent records, which I don't think are, they were not a real thing, right.
0: I mean, they. Everyone talked about your permanent record, but I don't know that it made much of a difference.
1: It's not like someone. It's not like they're hiring you at 22 and they're like, "Now this
0: here is your permanent record from high school, and it says that you
1: got a detention." Well, I'm just. Curious. I don't know if they ever exist. Like, I don't believe that they were real.
0: I mean, I think you do have a permanent record, as in there is a record of your transgressions at school, where like maybe detention isn't logged on this thing, but a larger act would be. Okay. Um, as two good boys, I don't know that it was really something that happened to us. Literally the only time I, I think I've probably told this story before, but the, it, it's relevant. It's a high school movie. The only time I ever got called to the principal's office was the high school we went to had long skinny lockers and then you could hit this little lever and flip open a wider compartment up at the top so you could have, oh I forgot like, this story. wider storage. Space. So we're I'm standing at a locker with a friend of mine. And there was this thing we would do where you'd put a pencil in the top locker thing and it would stick out and then you could kind of smack it and it would just bounce. It would hit, like the pencil would hit and it would bounce back. It'd be like, you know, a loud, noisy, annoying thing. Cause I was 17 years old and an asshole. And, uh, we were doing, I was doing that at my friend's locker while he was getting a book and we were having a conversation and then I slammed it and it, shut all the way and we were like oh shit like we were trying to jimmy it open we couldn't get it to open so fast forward to i think it was a day later but there was a book up there that he needed and he couldn't get into the locker and so he got the the janitor staff to help him and the poor janitor was like trying to crowbar this thing open, but eventually he just like pried it open it was a pencil it was wood it just broke right like luckily it wasn't a pen oh my god yeah but I got called down to the principal's office and I had never been called down to the principal's office before. So I like leave class and I go down and you know I go into the office and he sits me down and he's like, do you know why you're here? And I was like, honestly, no. And he's like, yeah, I've never seen you before. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. And he's like, he's like, if I told you it had to do with a pencil in a locker, would you uh, would you have something to say? And I was like. Uh, yeah. And I just told the story. I was like, I explained exactly what I did. I was like farting around, like being an idiot, and I hit it too hard and it shut. And then uh, he, I was like, uh, beyond that, I don't know. And he explains that like the janitor went, and it turns out uh, my friend, I'm going to say his name. His name is Mark. He sold me out mm-hmm. like the second that he could be sell sold me out. He is like, immediately he throws me under the bus, which is fine. Like, I did it, but like, man, <laughs> you talk about a snitch. Uh, the, uh, he, Mark, of course, is telling the story that, like, oh, the janitors, they're prying it open, sweating, and being like, who did this? How could someone do this? This is such a thing. And I'm like, I'm sure that, and literally now as an adult, I'm sure he went like, and it popped right open, yeah. right? It's a piece of pencil that would have snapped immediately. So I'm sure he just, like, had Mark hold the tab up, and then he yanked it with a crowbar, and it popped right out. But of course, Mark's version of the story, he was, like, you know, tied to a chair and beaten with jumper cables. Uh, Cranking again. Luckily, yeah exactly (laughs) so the uh the principal is like look they opened it without any damage so nothing really is wrong here but i just want to tell you that like if if ever anything happens again i'm not gonna like keep like we're, we're gonna you're getting a freebie here but if something else happens we're gonna count this not as a freebie anymore and it's gonna be like double so i guess that was basically a permanent record threat without him saying permanent record um so that was my you slide. Big high Coach Matt's card,
1: like business card, across the <laughs> table. Like you're, this, like you're the child of a I, police officer.
0: I think I had finished football at that point, but yeah, um, that did not buy me anything. Having been captain of the football team did not get me any special treatment. Um, yeah, I think the special treatment came from the guy. Who was like, this is very stupid. It was clearly not malicious. I just don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah,
1: the only time I only ever went to the principal's office because I scheduled a meeting with him. <laughs> no i was trying to save my musical because he was we were supposed to right i remember this we were supposed to do a funny thing happened on the way to the forum which is a really funny sondheim musical and like the musical gets announced in like may for the following year and so it's been months a week before the auditions are supposed to happen they announced that uh we're that he can't support the musical so we have to pick a different one and we were all like, "What the hell?" And so I scheduled a meeting with him to be like, "I'm confused as to what happened because this this has yeah. been announced f- since last year," and he was like, "It's been brought to my attention that because the show is about courtesans, we're basically prostitutes in ancient Rome. It's a comedy, right?" And he said, "I'm concerned about the the message it will send to our young our young women at school," and I was like, "But, um." What about the books we have to read in school, where people get raped and murdered, like Lovely Bones and right and Streetcar Named Desire and stuff like that? I
0: still can't believe that we read Lovely Bones as a school book. I, that's still buck wild
1: to yeah, me. Yeah, because I brought...
0: It's because the author was local-ish, right? Doesn't it take place in Bucks County?
1: I think so. Well, they filmed the movie near our house. Right. Um, But yeah, I he said that, and so I brought up, I was like, well, the musical isn't required but the required reading involves rape like this and rape and murder like this so i'm just confused as to what's happening here and he was like please leave yeah because he doesn't actually want to listen to you he just wants to appear that he listened to yeah so instead we did guys and dolls which is about stripping and gambling
0: yeah it's much better uh speaking of things i would have liked to seen happen to a principal character if i was in high school the guy starts frisking i guess it's not the principal i guess it's the teacher but he starts frisking the cretins he grabs her butt like way too much and then the next person just farts right in his mouth basically well
1: him frisking the girl reminded me me at tsa last year we're going to florida so i'm dressed for warm florida weather i'm in very short shorts and tall socks and boots and I got randomly assigned to, like, you know, do the extra whatever. Yeah. Down. And yeah. so I was like, okay. And I walk over to the guy and then he looks at me and, like, looks down at my outfit and he's like. <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he, like, I would
1: begrudgingly, do. like, pats my socks. And I, I was like, yeah. what are you, like, where am I hiding anything?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So ridiculous. Um then we get, like, they all start singing the national anthem. Like, they, th- they throw him out of the school. And
1: they say it's a free country because that's every child and bully's favorite line.
0: Yes, yes. But I'm like, really, you gotta make me sit through this song for a minute and a half? Like, what are we doing, Lloyd? You're killing me. You gotta pat it.
1: Yeah, I know. And they're like, we don't have to pay for that song. We don't song. have to write anything. We don't have to yep. pay for anything. It's going Everybody in the knows
0: the words. Yeah.
1: Um. So right after this, all these plant workers start collapsing and nobody cares.
0: Right. And they start doing a radiation search in the school while school is like fully in session. The The cheer squad is practicing and there's a guy with a Geiger counter just waving it around at people.
1: It's hilarious. This is where Chrissy's out of the hospital and nobody cares. It's not a big deal at all.
0: She's right, just hanging right. out
1: with with a blonde Mulaney.
0: Well, I don't know if she's out of the hospital because the hospital took an Uber out of the movie. Oh, <laughs> you just know that she's, no,
1: she's now here. Yes, that's true. Uh, We get one Geiger counter worker guy goes to the school's basement and then takes off his respirator to reveal he's got a lit cigarette in there. And he's like, I can't breathe in here. And I was like, that is the best joke (laughs) of this whole stupid movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, it is by far the best joke of the movie.
1: Um,
0: This whole sequence is kind of bonkers because it's like maybe five minutes of he's smoking the cigarette. Then he's like looking at his Geiger counter and the needle is just bouncing haywire. And he thinks that means it's broken instead of it's very dangerous in here. Despite the fact that there is literally a barrel of open nuclear waste.
1: Well, I guess, four feet from I, him. guess I would think that the Geiger counter would, the needle stays. I guess that's Ma- true. I've, I've never operated a Geiger counter or been around. Although maybe we did in high school. Was that a high school thing?
0: No, I don't think we ever did Geiger counter stuff.
1: Um, yeah. I've never actually operated one. So I wouldn't know
0: i'm it wouldn't surprise me if it was high school stuff at one point like hey this is how this works look this material is radioactive but i can't imagine in by the time we were in high school that there was uh irradiated material just like hanging out in a classroom
1: yeah um so he keeps being like i should leave he's like no this is my job i technically have to but he's like i don't want to yeah
0: and then he starts leaving and then he is like what's that smell uh, I guess I got to go look at it, and I was like, "I don't think you do, but You way out, get you the can out leave. of here.
1: Yeah, uh, and he gets scratched in the face by the monster, and then sucked into the barrel, yeah. and his hand gets spit out. Yes. And then I went, "How are there only 25 minutes left in this movie?"
0: Right. We we hit the fast forward button at this point because it's 25 minutes, including five minutes of credits. So it's like, oh crap, we got to do Act Three in double time. And normally, when <gasps> I write that,
1: I go, "How are there?" St- still 45 minutes left, yes. and i went there's only 20 minutes left
0: <laughs> yeah there's more cover-up action at the school the guy at the plants like trying to hide what happened there
1: yeah and then the Cretans
0: invade with guns a la um shit what's the movie we did with the guys on the motorcycles and the gang invading that tough turf no it's an old one it was a country club oh, and Robert. want to have fun is that oh my god? So it's all like the first episode.
1: What well, tough turf had Robert Downey Jr. in the country club? But the motorcycle. No, gang, it was
0: a it was a it was a cameo by RDJ because he was dating Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah uh, Parker, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was girls just okay. want to have so fun. It was the literally first our first episode, and I think it's also in a maybe a dream sequence in a Better Off Dead type movie.
1: I'm picturing the bald guy with kind of an odd looking face. I can see it, but I don't know which one. Okay. Um. But yeah, the Cretan gang has a plan to get back at both the school and Blonde Mulaney.
0: Right. And they invade with motorcycles and guns and just start taking over. Well, they
1: make the principal um, say, like, where's the alarm for the nuclear, you know, whatever. And so they say that, hey, there's a nuclear attack and they hit the alarm bell. But also this principal's office has like basically floor to ceiling windows in front next to it, the door. And nobody thinks to look out these windows to check for anything before they open the door.
0: Right. Everybody is maximum stupid because it's a troll movie. Sure. But also it's very confusing.
1: Yeah. So they kidnap uh, Chrissy and take her to the basement and then evacuate the school and tell Warren blonde Malaney that, hey, your girlfriend's in the basement. Come get her. And there's some really, odd, like, the, the really cool frenetic shots of everyone running out of the school and evacuating. Like, the camera's really dynamic and really swirling around and moving. And I really like those shots. Yeah, this whole sequence
0: is very well photographed. I think you get some really cool bits where everybody's kind of, like, they're spraying, spraying on the walls and they're smashing stuff. I really quite like oh, it. Oh, I meant
1: even before that, when everyone's leaving the school.
0: Oh, Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that is also very cool. Um,
1: and then we... So we meet a character now called Teru, who's wearing... She's a, a girl wearing a metal bra, and apparently she was supposed to be in the rest of the movie, but got into a car accident.
0: Oh, my gosh, so, that's
1: horrible. So, like, I don't. she didn't die, but she, she wasn't able to film the rest of the movie, so that's why this character only appears at the end, because they had already filmed her stuff.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, so the, the one girl gang member wasn't supposed to be the head it was supposed to be the metal bra
0: oh that is interesting
1: and that's why there's a moment where because this metal bra girl who the leader of the Cretans, like rips off chrissy's necklace and hands it to her and he's like go give this to blonde mulaney and then later we see the other gang member girl go teru wanted me to give you this and i was like that's weird yeah that
0: is true that is true he also cuts her hand and like it's very bright red paint
1: blood that gets on the thing mm-hmm. um but yeah the school gets vandalized like it looks like months of abandonment vandalism within 30 seconds yes they're driving around in their motorcycles they're spray painting they're smashing they're throwing desks off the roof like and no one outside is talking about it like there's no police there like oh no those kids are doing vandalism like there's nothing
0: right right it makes absolutely no sense I finally found the biker movie. It is weird. Science has an interlude. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It was like you're, you're talking gone, about one
1: right? of our movies. I know. I know. I, I just forgot. I just, I, forgot. Was like, I would have said weird science. Right. Yeah. I wish you had. <laughs> yeah. Cause the one, the one, I the had, one biker is a teacher.
0: I had to get there via eighties actor, bald, scary, which brought up Michael John Berryman instantly. Okay. Who is the guy that I remembered.
1: Oh yeah. 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 He was also in Hills have eyes. I think.
0: Yes, he is the main Hills Have Eyes guy. Sorry, I'm sorry. We were talking about this movie and I just couldn't get that out of my brain.
1: Um, so this is where the monster is like full grown. It punches through Teru's head, allowing Blon yeah, awesome. Mulaney and Chrissy to escape. Also, like I'm glad they put so much work into it and focused their energy where they did because like the face looks amazing and the hands look really great, but you never see it fully because they never finished a full puppet.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I was sad, though, because I wish this monster had been the monster for the whole movie. I do, too. This is, like, way, way, way more interesting as a movie if this thing is the menace and not this gang. But I get—I mean, for cost reasons, it makes sense. Um, the other thing I found baffling is the the Cretan is threatening to dismember Chrissy, and I don't get why. Like, I don't. It's such a wild transition well, he, to I'm going to cut this girl into pieces. He
1: blames Blonde Mulaney for getting kicked out of the school. Oh, so okay. he's getting back at Blonde Mulaney.
0: That makes sense, I guess. Um, it just seems like a wild overcorrection to be like, I'm going to cut this woman into little
1: pieces. Well, yeah, but you aren't a gang member.
0: No, that's true.
1: Um, but yeah, so like at this point, we realize that the movie, uh, there's been a gang selling drugs. Yes. Blonde Mulaney has turned into a monster once and fought them yes. and won that yes. fight. And also there is a nuclear monster.
0: Right. It's three different movies.
1: Yeah, it's too many movies. Like, but you can do two of those movies. Like, right, you could right, do right. Monster Fighting the Gang. You could do Blom Mulaney as a Monster Fighting the Gang. You could do Blom Malini as a Monster Fighting the Monster. I'm down for that movie.
0: Right. But yeah, no, me
1: too. It's a little disconnected, but still very charming. Yeah. So they run Blom and his girlfriend run away through the school, and the monster one by one kills every Cretan.
0: Yeah, it's gnarly, too. The The face ring guy in particular gets it pretty bad.
1: Yeah, he gets a, a, a tentacle through the back of the head that pokes out his eye and, like, chokes him.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the bald cap mohawk guy gets his head knocked off and it rolls down the hallway, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they hide in the laser room, and I went, oh, Chekhov's laser, here we go. Spike confronts them with the
0: gun, and he the thing starts wrapping its tentacle around his leg. and he does not notice the tentacle around his leg until it literally stabs him in the garage. yeah,
1: it's very bizarre. And then we find out that the monster can shoot spikes because it's right. got kind of it
0: does have like porcupine quills, yeah,
1: but it shoots them apparently. Um, yeah, and then we use the laser on the on the uh, on the monster. I think because earlier they said if you shot the laser at the radiation stuff, it would explode
0: yes that's exactly what he so says.
1: i guess the monster because the monster's radiation it will explode yeah he, he at that point the monster had grabbed
0: chrissy and was about
1: to kill her right 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 right. i don't right. know if we said that yeah um so Mulaney quickly is
0: like ah laser blast
1: and so they run out of the school the the fat guy who runs the power plane is in the school at this point being like there's nothing wrong here and they're like we have to get out we- of here <laughs> we
0: get some cool explosions that are shot really tight on some miniatures and then b-roll of actual building implosions which i thought was very... like i even though i knew i saw the trick i was like good on you that's a really smart move it's very just clever
1: made. um so the school blows up and collapses with the plant guy inside and then the pa system still works and says our school is closed for remodeling
0: yeah and everyone cheers and it's like you know the the ending of uh, the breakfast club almost and then the rubble starts shifting and
1: blah the tentacle monster lives so here's a question yeah would you rather keep this ending where the monster pops out and we freeze frame or yeah. get an animal house ending where they freeze frame on a couple characters and tell you what happened to them after
0: um Ink- i would i that would be fine with
1: the caveat that you can include the baby monster as one of the characters that gets freeze framed on <laughs>
0: then definitely yes that's much funnier okay yeah way funnier if it's like chrissy and mulaney got married and their next baby didn't have any tentacles and then the two nerdlingers realized they were actually in love with each other and they just they had a relationship and then the monster is like
1: the monster is still out there (laughs) looking for someone special
0: yeah did you look up this movie and learn about If it had sequels.
1: Well, I know it has sequels. I just don't know anything about them.
0: Okay. Uh, Do you know how many there were?
1: I want to say that there was up to... They were Nukem High 4,
0: I think. Uh, Five, actually. We have 1991, Class of Nukem High 2, Subhumanoid Meltdown. 1994, Class of Nukem High 3, The Good, The Bad, and The Subhumanoid. And then we fast forward to fast forward to 2014 return to newcomb high volume one and then 2017 premiering at the can film festival return to return to newcomb high aka volume two
1: i love that that's the name of the last one
0: yes really delightfully stupid uh that one is uh directed by lloyd and again somehow premiered at Cannes, which bonkers that is
1: crazy yeah I'm surprised that this movie hasn't also been turned into a musical, but I guess Toxic Avenger already is a musical, so.
0: I thought it had been a musical.
1: Toxic Avenger's a musical. No, it, yeah, it definitely is, but I thought it, this was too. I don't think so. Zombie Prom is a musical, but.
0: Uh, I guess I was thinking of Toxic Avenger.
1: Mm. Uh, that's. Uh, would you recommend this? Yeah, I would. It's fun. It's short. It's like, if you enjoy B movies, then yeah.
0: Yeah, this is hardcore, hardcore B movie territory for
1: sure. Yeah, like Roger Corman would have stamped approval all over this.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was trying to pull up the original New York Times review, but it is illegible in the uh, version they have on the web. I assume it was negative. I mean, I can't imagine that it wasn't, but I was still kind of curious to see what they would say. But yeah, they have it. It's like one of the old papers where it's, sc- it's uh, scanned in and you just can't read the thing. Uh, anyway, I would give this a light recommend. I think it's perfectly entertaining. If you like uh, B-movies, we both kind of do. I don't know that I would ever seek this out to watch it again. but I might. Uh,
1: I, I think the actors I, are competent. There's chemistry. The movie is charming.
0: Yeah, I it's agree. It's short. It's one of
1: the better trauma movies. It's
0: Yeah, that that helps too. It's definitely one of the better trauma movies. So that, that has that working in its favor because a lot of trauma stuff is really hard to watch, I think. So yeah, light, light, light recommend from me. Uh, certainly in these these dark times where you're stuck at home there are worse things to do um yeah i think this is a, a solid one all around but I, I personally i'm not a big trauma i don't swim in the trauma waters too often uh thank you so much for listening to the show don't forget to call us with your listener request month suggestions that's once again eight five six dissect those lines close at the end of april We'd love to have a review from you if you haven't done it yet. That's at iTunes or wherever you get it. You got plenty of time on your hands now these days, I'm guessing. So why don't you send your, your favorite podcast a review and tell people or if you hate it, that's fine too. Just be nice, you know, be honest. And we'll read it on the air. We uh, we we read all those. It's been a while since we had one, but we like doing that. Um 80scom has anything you'd ever need, and if you want to get in touch with us, it's dissect eighties on Twitter or dissecting the 80s on Facebook or that number I just mentioned. We will return in two weeks with the nick cage vehicle
1: valley girl
0: thank you again for listening to the show i have been trip leno
1: i will always be andrew leno
0: until next time
1: don't you forget about me
0: dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production